Welcome to the Spoutcast, where we spout off the news to those who drink from the well. My name is Ben Wolburn. Alongside me is my faithful, amazing, funny, awesome co-host, Jane Fawcett. Ben, you're so kind. So kind. Hey, it's better than describing me as weird. I'll okay, go with kind. You, as you started, you have a piece of glitter in your mustache. That is like, as you're so? saying it, just keeps like... You have like a little Prince Charming ting on every time. That's what funny. can I say? Just got that Prince Charming ting. So <laughs> you you've got it, ladies. He's single. Um, hey, we've got a really great show today. I'm excited to be back on the Spout. I feel like I mean I say this every week. Well, maybe not every week, but I love this day. Um, we've got Rick Quayar, our connections director at the Midweek Campus, on the show. Um, and a little sermon discussion from Ephesians, the second half of Ephesians 5. So uh-huh. that's going to be awesome. Good stuff. Little yellow card little to yellow bring card. to your listening ears today. Throwing it back to uh, my high school days. Your high school days. Right? Well, I guess my high school days too. That place really on Ocean know. Avenue. It's true. Good song. So we got good stuff planned. Yeah. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. We had our uh, second softball game this last Friday. Did you win? We, we did in walk-off fashion, which if you're unfamiliar with softball or baseball, it means that you so won you in the last them. inning. Oh. No, you <laughs> <laughs> So you skunked them. <laughs> so a walk-off is when it's tied or the home team is losing. It's either tied or you're losing in the last inning and – you score a run to give yourself the lead, and you walk off the field because the game's over. So it's a walk-off. Oh. So sometimes they'll say he had a walk-off grand slam or a walk-off home run or a walk-off hit. So you still had more outs to get yeah. in order for the inning to be over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we won in walk-off fashion. It was great. That's awesome. It was fun. What was the score? Uh, seven to six. It was a one-point, one-run cool. game. Um, so that was fun. Loving yeah. softball. Yeah. Just good. good times out there. Then I had a pretty w- busy weekend this You weekend. did? Tell me yeah. about it. So um, Friday was my last day of residency. Woot woot. I am officially a biblical scholar. There you go. I say so myself. Not the truth. Um, and then we had the pasta fundraiser for the New oh, York yeah. missions team. That's right. So went and made a lot of pasta. With some kids, and that was awesome. It was a success. They mm-hmm. raised um, almost $1,200, which is awesome. So that's really great. Um, Saturday, I drove to Lodi for a wedding oh, okay. and then got to stay the night at my parents' house and spend Mother's Day with my mom on Sunday morning. Nice. So had the morning off and then drove back and worked the evening services. And in between all of that, I busted out a six-page paper. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm good I'm not school. even mad. I'm impressed. I know. I'm pretty <laughs> impressed, too. That's awesome. I I mean, my weekend is not nearly as jam-packed as yours. Yeah. I uh, Shay moved this weekend, so Shay moved into a new place. Cool. And so we helped him, uh, a bunch of guys helped him move into his new house, um, which was fun on Friday. And then good. went to softball, went and saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2 after softball. Did you? With uh, Robbie and I went to see it, and oh, maybe Robbie. it was because it was like so late at night, but I was very unimpressed with the movie. Oh, I don't like the new Spider-Man. <clears throat> Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I think he's funny. I he's mean, intentionally he's not, more comical um, than the, the other, other guy, though. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, they're definitely different people. They are. <laughs> totally different. It's true, and the two series were, you know, 
kind of came out very near each other. They didn't have too much time in between. Huh. So, I mean, it was it was entertaining. It yeah. was just, I mean, when I looked at my watch and it was midnight and it was over, I was like, Ooh, I'm becoming an old man. Yeah. So, so did that. Saturday was pretty low key. Didn't do much. Did and you call your mom on Sunday? I sure did. Good. I sure did. Saw I posted. Did you, you see that? It? Yeah. You were a cute a, kid, Ben, with your with your glasses. Drew Carey status. <laughs> that was really funny. I have talked multiple times about how I have uh, strong corrective lenses. <laughs> Uh, Coke bottle glasses, some would say. And uh, I posted a picture on Instagram on Mother's Day of me and my mom at a cabin that we used to go to with our family up at, near Tahoe. And it was when I was like four or five or something. And Where near Tahoe? I don't remember. Because our family had a cabin up. We Wait. call it the Brewer's Cabin because the family that owned it was the Brewer's. Was brewers. I had a f- cabin up by Big Bear. Okay. Our family did. Yeah. In big trees. Big trees, big bears. Yeah. Big beats, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Office throw right there. So, yeah, I called my mom. She was doing well. Um, it was good to talk to her. So, gave her the shout out. I was the last one. So, there's there's me and three other siblings. And it was only like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I was the last one. I felt kind of bad. Well, my sister lives there, so like when she wakes she up, she can cast her happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day vote in there. And but my brother, who's in LA, and my sister in New Hampshire both beat me to the punch. Man. So, but neither of them posted a really cool Instagram. They're just not as uh, hipster as I am. I guess so. not. Well, <clears throat> let's get to it. We're gonna listen to a little bit of Yellow Card, and we'll be back with some sermon discussion. So enjoy the music, and we'll discuss shortly. notice in verse 20 though the language when you're filled with the spirit of God he says one of the things that will overflow from you is that you will always verse 20 give thanks for all things in the name of the Lord I think he's very specific always and all things why because it's easy to give thanks to God when life is awesome I mean the economy's rocking you're making money you're not spending money on taxes. You've actually got a portfolio that's growing. Life's good. You're, you know, I mean, your kids are getting good grades. I mean, everything's good. I give thanks. That's easy. But he says always in all things, which means when you're filled with the Spirit of God, you see God everywhere. You see God in pain. You see God in joy. You see God in sorrow. You see God in life. You see God in death. You see him in poverty. You see him in unemployment. You see him in promotions. You see God in a sunset. 
You see God over a good lunch. You see God everywhere, and you always give thanks for all things. Why? Because when you're filled with the Spirit of God, you recognize that God has you on mission, and he has an assignment for you right where you are. That was a snippet from our sermon this week, this midweek, from Brad, um, bringing from Ephesians chapter 5, um, 15 through 21. Um, caused some really good um, convicting questions and things to wrestle with. I thought myself started out with that idea or that um, very big question of why are you here? And not like, why are you here attending the service today? But why are you still on earth? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think at a certain point, everybody to as small or lengthy of a time they could, they've wrestled with it to a certain extent, but at some point it's not as um, <clears throat> relevant to them. And so they'll, they'll pass it off, but just reevaluate, reevaluating that question in the context of being a believer in Christ and why are you still here on the earth? And um, the implications that um, he said, the very fact that we're still here shows us that the gospel means more than we thought it does. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that it's not, uh, it is a, a mo- there's a moment where you are, you know, you're saved and you give your life over to Christ. But if you're not, if it, if that's not the moment when you um, end your life here and you go to heaven, then there's got to be more of a reason to why you're still here. Uh-huh. And so he kind of um, used that as his launching pad um, for this week's sermon. Yeah. And he talked a lot about um, discomfort too, of mm-hmm. like um, in John 17, where Jesus says that we're to be in the world, but not of the world. And, um, that we weren't left here to be comfortable that, um, there's a danger of getting complacent and comfortable and lazy and calloused. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of it was definitely, um, challenging to me of, um, how am I living my life? How can I live it differently? Um, even kind of thinking back to, to like discussion that we had last week of, um, being light and Mm -hmm. no silly talk, no coarse jesting. And like those things that, um, those are things I need to lay aside to, um, give credit to the gospel and every action and word and, um, thought that I have, um, because that is why I'm still here. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really was challenged a lot about, um, how he was saying, um, to make every, um, um, shoot, like every moment, every, um, divine interaction that we have, he was talking about, um, to focus on those as an opportunity that God's placed in front of us. Mm -hmm. So whether that's the person who makes our coffee or the lady who cuts our hair or the person who runs us, who, who, um, like cuts us off on the road. Like those are all people that God has put in our lives to either share verbally or through our actions, the gospel. And it just was really convicting, um, to be intentional Mm -hmm. with those moments and take those opportunities. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think I can be like, well, I didn't really feel like the Lord was giving me an opportunity to say (laughs) something. And it's like the Lord put that person in your life. So that is your opportunity. Like take it and be bold and be, um, take the opportunity. So that was super challenging. He hit on that idea of, uh, in verse 16, walk not as unwise, but as Mm -hmm. wise. And, 
um, talked about that idea of walk as a, a focus on continual action, he said. Yeah. And I thought that was encouraging and convicting in the sense that um, this walk, walking in the light, walking as a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. that it's a continual action and that idea of not getting comfortable and mm-hmm. challenging yourself and going the, the daily routines, looking at the divine appointments that mm-hmm. can be within the daily routines. Like you yeah. go to Starbucks or you go to the the, sto- the grocery store or if you go get your haircut to see opportunities in those. And he, he talked about that idea of opportunity and um, just the word itself connotates such a positive emphasis, like mm-hmm. opportunity, like, oh, I had the opportunity to do yeah. this. It's something that was like given to you that maybe you didn't even deserve. And so if you look at those instances and those opportunities as as God-given moments, then mm-hmm. it, it puts it in a different light and it makes it feel less of a of an obligation and more of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I liked how he yeah. went about um, hammering that point home. Yeah. I like too that he hit on... Um that the people that the Lord's put in my life, he hasn't necessarily put in Brad's life because mm-hmm. they're going yeah. to relate to me maybe more than they're going to relate to Brad. Yeah. So, or anybody else for that matter. So it had me thinking, who are the people in my life that the Lord has put intentionally in my path so that I can be the gospel to that person? Mm-hmm. And um, like, it's easy to just think my high schoolers, and my volunteers and the people that I see on Sunday. But it's been harder to focus on the people outside of my faith circle. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I put myself in places enough where I'm intentionally around people who don't love Jesus. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what to do with that. (laughs) But um, other than, like, be more intentional about my circles... I thought that was huge that he talked about that idea that we are able to um, minister to someone better than he can. Yeah. And because there's oftentimes this perception that, you know, you might think, oh, if I could only get this person in the room with Brad and like let him uh-huh. talk to him for like 10 minutes, then yeah. everything will be perfect. But really, totally. he won't be able to connect with certain people the way right. that you and I can connect mm-hmm. with certain people and how we are all different parts of the body and yeah. um, we need to function as such. Yeah. And he talked about, too, I liked when he tied it to Galatians 2.20 mm-hmm. um, because it was the idea of we don't belong here because we've been crucified with Christ. And so what's left here is Christ in our bodies and that that's how we can um, like focus on why we're left here. And mm-hmm. he... He mentioned not long after that not to be sucked into what the world's doing because the world doesn't know God. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, I was so frustrated with myself this weekend. I was in an opportunity where, or in a situation where I was around somebody um, who I don't normally hang out with, and I'm not sure if they know the Lord. But um, I said something that was like a... a a joke that wasn't that I could have just not said. And I thought like, Oh, well this will make that person laugh. And like, maybe Hmm. then we'll have a connection or whatever because we didn't know each other. And so afterwards I was so convicted because I'm like, I didn't need to say that. And who cares if they went through the night and thought, wow, Jane, like never used sarcastic humor. Like she's annoying or she's a dud or whatever. But like I, instead they, remember or they 
know me from a comment that I made that like, I just could have just passed mm-hmm. over and who cares if they know me because I didn't say anything inappropriate, mm-hmm. but it just was so frustrating. And then <laughs> when I was listening to the sermon, I'm like, Oh dang. Like I totally felt called out. Yeah. Huh? I liked. <laughs> so frustrated. <laughs> I liked how he uh, he tied it into the. I mean, the the vision and mission of the well. Like he mm-hmm. talked about, like we are here to help people connect to each other and God in every neighborhood, and mm-hmm. like that's how the well was conceived, and that's why it's here. Um, and uh, he talked about this that idea. I mean, that idea of citizenship, and mm-hmm. like to think of ourselves as spies. Um, <laughs> you know, for the little, you know, mm-hmm. spy kid in you, you like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that we're not citizens. We're here to tell people about Jesus um, and everything, you know, our job, our status, everything is a front for that. Like everything that we have money-wise, social status-wise, um, everything should just be a front for how we can communicate um, the the good news of Jesus with other people that haven't heard it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I was um, talking to my students on Wednesday about um, verse 19, how it says addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Uh And that is like language that is uplifting to the Lord and uplifting to one another. And then he even in the clip when he talks about verse 20 about um, always giving thanks. And then I love in 21 that we're submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ and that um, I think it's a cool picture of like it's giving up my wants or desires or rights or whatever to um, submit to my to to others so that Christ is lifted up in that situation and not looking at the situation as like well like I want to be right in the situation or I want to win this situation um, but just laying down myself mm-hmm. so that Christ is exalted in that. Yeah. It's definitely a good perspective shift. And I know it, I mean, for someone that like, if you have, I myself have pride issues. And so it's difficult to submit to someone if you don't totally. agree with their idea or their opinion. And so when you look at it rather as like you're submitting in reference or in reverence to Christ, mm-hmm. um, it changes the whole ball game. Yeah. And you're looking at each situation you find yourself in, in a different way. Um, and in, in a different light. Um, and I liked how um, Brad kind of concluded his message with that kind of call to action, like God has a mission for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it may not be a mission to go to Guatemala or mm-hmm. Costa Rica or something, you know, um, like that. It may be when you go to Starbucks mm-hmm. next morning and you interact with the barista, like mm-hmm. that might be your mission field that day. Or you're interacting with a contractor on a job site, like that mm-hmm. could be your mission for that day. But like everybody you interact with, um, there is opportunity in that. And God hasn't mistakenly crossed paths with with, uh, two people, like there's right. intentionality and all that. Totally. So I like that a lot. Yeah. I thought it was a great sermon. I did as well. And then next week we are wrapping up the end of chapter five and we're going to learn how to be better husbands and wives. All right. <laughs> better prepare before it happens Ooh, then, right? Better. Get, get all those things worked out beforehand. True. All right. We will be back in a moment's notice with our very own Rick Cuellar. And in the meantime, listen to a little bit more Yellow Card.
Welcome back. We are here with our very special friend and our very special guest, the guest of the hour, because we keep the show under an hour, don't we, Ben? Sure, we sure do. Yeah. We sure do. Our guest today is the very own Ricardo Cuellar. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Rick. How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. So Rick is on staff as the coordinator for no connections no, director we do the same job at different campuses jane i hope you know i was the title. trying to put you on a b- level below me um, <laughs> he's the, i am the director he's merely assistant to the connections director. <laughs> rick you are the connections director for the midweek campus how long have you been doing that september of 2013 as well as the facilities, fig, facilities guy. Oh, and that and goes way back. There was a point in time that you were doing connections at the Southeast yes. campus. That's I'm true. all over the place. All over the place. Kids co-curriculum writer. Are you oh, really? Yeah. What age? First and second grade. Oh, oh man. man. Got my hand all over the place. That's your prime age, huh? Oh yeah. You relate really well with those. It was good years for me, so That's I just feel like I should give back. Yeah. yeah, first and second first grade. First and second grade, just <laughs> those yeah. memorable times. That <laughs> so Rick, awesome. you've been on the show, but it's been quite a while since it's we've had you on here. It's been almost two years. Oh I, man! I woke up this morning a little more confident than usual because I knew I was going to be on the spell. Yeah. Oh man! It's such an honor. I hope Big it. Deal, I huh? hope it breeds uh, confidence in people. Yeah. I mean, it just. I feel like I could do whatever I want today. <laughs> can conquer the world because I'm on the spell. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's true. I remember last time you were on the spout, um, I didn't know you very well. No, not at all. And to be honest, I don't think I really liked you very much. Nope. But since then, times have changed. Have they? And Rick <laughs> is my miho. <laughs> right? Is, that is your what? Miho, what's that mean? Little boy. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that means in Spanish? What does yeah. it mean? Uh, yeah. You can use it in different. One time we'll just use I it was, as friends. Um, Rick is my... Amigo. Right? Yeah. Friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bilingual spoutcast. Yes. Only for the best. Rick and I, when we were in the old offices, were like desk buddies. Boom. And that's back when we back. first when we first got acquainted with each other. I sat on one desk and like over my right shoulder, Rick was in a like man-made desk that wasn't really yeah. a desk, oh, but it was there. Right. It was right next to, or right across right, from yours. That's right when Ben first came to the well. That was when I was super quiet. I knew really scared. Didn't know <laughs> yeah. what to do. Very really t- nice. <laughs> really nice. Things change. Now he's just weird. <laughs> now I'm just weird. Guys, I was mentioning this to Jane <laughs> earlier, but more than anybody else in the world, Jane calls me weird on a regular you basis. You are weird. Just Every I'll do something and she'll just be like, Ben, you're so much, weird. I know this, there was as much tension no, on the spell. I say it with a smile, so it's not mean. I say, Ben, <laughs> you're so weird. Smile makes smile. everything better. Weird with a smile asterisk. He is a weird guy. That's <laughs> true. true. So, Rick, um, you've been at the well for a couple years now. Yep. And you are going to be transitioning in a short amount of time. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So in a few short weeks, me and my wife are going to be moving up to Washington. Woo woo. I'm not a Seahawks fan. I just want to say that. You're not uh, encouraging planning churches? I mean, I'm Uh, glad. Jane is against the well spreading across. (laughs) No, I really enjoy Rick. So I'm sad that he's leaving. Honestly, Rick has become a good friend. Oh, I was trying not to get emotional during the spout cast, but Rick, why are you crying right now? <laughs> <Not> crying. 
<laughs> but yeah, so me and my wife are going up to Pioneer the Well Northwest. That's super awesome. excited. And so you grew up in Fresno, so this is like your oh, yeah. this is like the the voyage away. Born and raised in Sanger, California. There you so, go. Wow. I haven't gotten out much. Climbing the ladder. <clears throat> what are you most excited about and what are you most apprehensive about in the move? All right. So Thanks, most excited Jane. is not going to be in 110 degree weather this summer. Oh, all right. It's <laughs> supposed to be 106 this Thursday. Yeah, I right. wish I was what? moving on Wednesday. Who wants on to Wednesday, not go outside at all on Thursday? <sighs> it's going to be bad. All right. So not be in 110 degree heat That's what I'm anymore. excited about. Okay. Um, I'm not a big Seahawks fan. Oh. Yeah, but you don't have to be a Seahawks fan to live in Seattle. No. Yeah. But. Are you gonna are you gonna rock your Niners gear oh, yeah. all over the place? Ninety <laughs> percent of my clothes are Niners apparel, so weren't yeah. you saying that you wanna be what's their soccer team up there? Oh Sounders. Sounders. You Go wanna Sounders. Be the Sounders. Sounders. I'm a big Sounders. He's fan. gonna at least assimilate into the soccer. I've always been a Sounders fan. fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. But I, I am now. What's funny to me, one of the first things I noticed was Rick drives a truck. And second thing, he has an OKC sticker on the back of Boom. his truck. And I it was odd to me because he's a Niners fan and an OKC fan. And I was like, that is just the most odd combination. OKC is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're in the playoffs NBA team, if you didn't know that, Jane. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bring it up you to speed. You should have seen Jane's face. She was so confused. Didn't know what was going on. I don't on. know if you know this guy named Kevin Durant. He just got MVP. I know Kevin of the NBA. Durant. Very, very uh, heartfelt mm-hmm. speech. So I found that odd. Rick has no... No allegiance to any city. He will be a fan of whatever team he wants to, from whatever city he hey, wants to. I do Seattle, I mean. San Francisco, or Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that triangle. Do you have a baseball team? I'm a Giants fan. That's what I'm talking so, about. That's what I'm talking about. Giants and Niners, San Francisco. That's what I'm talking about. That's good. That's California. Yeah, so I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so you'll be moving up in like three weeks, you said? Uh, yeah, we'll be in four weeks. Four weeks? Uh, That's crazy. We, week um, in our connections meeting today, ended it by talking about what we're going to do for Rick's going away party. Oh, yeah? Ooh. Yeah, what it's it, going to be fun. What's, I can't tell you. You can't. Okay, so wait. I hate surprises. But though. So there's a welly deli thing that happens at the well. It's where we eat lunch together as mm-hmm. staff in um, – the Cafe Ada, and sometimes as other staff members have gone away or moved on, we've done some sort of race or basketball competition. Yep. Do you have a request mm. that you want to make I, for your last day, Rick? I really want to see Ben Wolburn versus Andrew File. Oh, no. I just want to put that out there. I hope Andrew Shoot. File is listening. You better start um, conditioning. I better. I start want to right see now. that happen on a foot race, please. That we request. will make that happen. Oh, I want it to happen. Do you want bingo? I'd rather see the race, <laughs> but I want bingo as well. Oh, the race is top priority, race. though. Okay. If I have to choose between Ben versus Andrew or bingo, I'd take Ben versus Andrew. Okay. All right. We'll see Ben we'll melt see in the heat. I, yeah, earlier before the show, we have this um, thing that we call the Box of Fun that's like a bunch of lawn games <laughs> that we're getting ready for the summer for some events. So we were testing everything out to make sure that it wasn't broken. And we're outside. <laughs> Um, playing wiffle ball or just hitting the ball. And um, Ben left a little early, and I think it's because you were getting hot. It was getting yeah. a little toaster strudel out there. Oh. He literally swung the bat You're... twice, and he walked back inside. Yeah, once you hit two home runs, why swing anymore? <laughs> you only swung the bat <laughs> once. Oh, well, one home run, whatever. All right, so Rick, one of the things that we like to do with our guests on the show is a thing called Two Truths and a Lie, where you share three things, and two of them being truthful, one of them being a lie, and Jane and myself try to determine which one is not true. 
Have you prepared your two truths and a lie? I have. All right. Remember, delivery is key. Delivery oh, is everything. You guys need to not look at me. I don't have a very good poker face. Oh, so I'm going to look at you. Just smile the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Rick is cracking under pressure right you now. It's a big deal. All right, All Rick. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Lay them on, lay them on us. Number one, <laughs> I have broken both of my ankles. Okay. Oh, Number two, bummer. my favorite dessert is vanilla bean ice cream. <laughs> Number three, I have burned down five acres of dry grass. Oh, wow. Go ahead and guess. Okay. So we got broken both ankles, vanilla bean ice cream, favorite ice cream, burned down five acres of grass. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and say that. I'm going for the ankles. Do I have to choose a different one? If you, you have to choose a different one. It's no, he doesn't it's have to. It's competition. No. I'm going to choose vanilla bean ice cream is not your favorite ice cream. Reveal to us the truth. I like vanilla bean ice cream, but it is not my favorite. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Sorry, Jane. Sorry. Maybe next That's time, okay. Jane. Wait, so tell us about this burning five acres of grass. So back, actually, I was probably about six years old in kindergarten. There was a big dry grass lot next to our house, and uh-huh. we had one of those spinning fireworks. I guess they're, they're like yeah, ground blooms or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we couldn't put two and two together. <laughs> dry grass, fireworks, not a good idea. So we lit it and threw it, wow. and surely it all caught fire. Surely it did. It was huge, and we were very scared. Who's was it? Your property? No, no. Oh, did you get in trouble? No. Did you stay, or did you? Did you put out? Did you? What happened? Yeah. Oh, we left. (laughs) I was I was six years old. I didn't know what to do. You ran like the wind. I I was so scared. Okay, so so tell us about the broken ankles. Oh, so I have broken both of my ankles in wrestling. I have oh. very bad ankles. At the same time? No, that'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. uh, one time I actually just broke it walking into a wrestling match. Not even in the match. That's what? kind of I'm walking up, I take a step wrong, and my ankle breaks before the oh. match. Literally, I'm walking to shake the guy's Did you wrestle? To start the match. Yeah. I you won. wrestled on you a won? broken ankle? You won with a broken ankle. I did. I ask, I don't know who was there, but <laughs> <laughs> <Ask> anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll ask Juana. Yeah. That's my mother's name, if you didn't. Yeah. Paramount Pictures wants the rights to that story, too. Paramount oh, Pictures, they're, gonna, they're trying to make a movie about me. They're trying to make, make a, a story about the guy who was wrestling and broke both ankles, but then he went and planted a church in Seattle. Sounds like a great uh, story of redemption yeah. there. Mark Wahlberg's playing me. Mark, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, wow. Marky Mark. <laughs> so, Rick, Rick. I just am curious what your favorite thing has been about working with me. <sighs> On the spot. Um, let's see. My favorite thing about working with Jane is Jane's very spontaneous. That's been the best thing. And so today, just like she said, we found a box of fun and Jane said she wanted to go play wiffle ball outside. So we went and played wiffle ball, the three of us. It's true. Spontaneous. I like that. I don't know what to expect from Jane. She's a, she's a wild card. We like to call it a wild card. A wild card. Rick, I won't put you on the spot because we didn't really work with each other. We kind of just hung out. Ben, what's your favorite thing about Rick? Okay, you can put me on the spot. There you go. I like that. Rick is very funny. 
Um, and I think that he is very comfortable in his own skin. Oh, and I, I like that about him a lot. I like that. He doesn't uh, put on a facade to please people when it comes to different things that other people might have different opinions on or stuff like that. He'll hold his ground, and he uh, is comfortable in his own skin, and I appreciate that about him. He is an emotional spout cast, guys. Rick, why are you crying again? I'm not crying. <laughs> Stop lying. So you pack up in three weeks and head up to up. Puyallup, Washington. Washington. Come Puyallup. visit me. Yeah. All right. You guys okay. got your apartment. Yep, got an apartment. Ready Working to go. Working on the jobs. Working on the jobs. Really excited. We'll go see a Sounders game together. There you go. There well, you Northwest. Go. We'll bring back the Supersonics, too. We got we to gotta, uh, I, I resurrect so. the Supersonics. Well, it's only if it's Oklahoma City Thunder going back, because that'd be oh. amazing. Well... Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Uh, Only time will tell. Uh, well, Rick, it is a privilege and an honor to have you on the show, and you will be dearly missed by myself and Jane and many others at the well. And I, I want a plaque of me in the sound booth of the spellcast. All right, I'll work on that. Dance and uh, <laughs> and our <laughs> prayers will be with you as you head up north and um, embark on this new journey together with your wife. And Dale and Parker. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming too. Dale They're coming too. <laughs> they heard I was going, so they wanted to come. All right. We will be back in a moment after we listen to a little bit more Yellow Card with some closing remarks and a send-off. Thanks for listening in this week, guys. I hope you've enjoyed our time together discussing the sermon, chatting with Rick Cuellar, jamming to a little yellow card. We've had a fun time. A few announcements as you guys go through your week. First of all, make sure to not die of heat stroke this week. It's It's supposed to be 106 on Thursday. So that's going to be just fair warning on on that front. Um, if you know anybody or you yourself are a student in junior high or high school, this weekend is a big, is a big thing going on. Big weekend. Big weekend. It's called Farkle Ball. Farkle Ball. If you're a high school student, Friday night, junior high, Saturday night, huge event we do at the North Campus from 7 to 11. Lots of crazy stuff, inflatables, hamster balls, sumo suits, you know, just, yeah. the, just the huge. Yep. Um, so that's coming up. What else do we got going on, Jean? Well, I mean, I'm really excited about Farkle Ball. Okay. I don't I, know if there's really anything that can top that. Yeah, I kind of just went straight to the top with that yeah. announcement. So maybe that's it's it. true. Um, we do have baptism coming up oh, June yeah. 8th. So if you want to be baptized, you can sign up online. On the website, you'll see a button that says Baptism at the Park. You can click on that and sign up, and a campus pastor will contact you. Um, If you do not want to be baptized or already have, come out and join us anyways. It's a huge celebration as a church. 
to watch others proclaim their faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to grub afterwards, and we're going to grub hard. So bring your food. Grub is what you were saying, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I distinctly like heard that? grab, and I no. was like, what is this event grab. you're referring to grab. called grab? We're going to grab afterwards. We're All right, eat, we're going to grub, G-R-U-B, <laughs> emphasis on the ub. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have some grub afterwards. It's going to be great. We're going so to barbecue, so bring a side. We'll keep it cold while you're at the baptism. And we're all going to hang out, play some long games, and grub. Okay. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're closing out the uh, Love First Love series in two weeks, week, one week. I don't know. It's it's coming soon, so stay tuned. We'll finish out that series. And um, thanks again for listening in. This is The Spout. And we're out. And if you're one that I